0: What you mean? Oh, it does Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, and thank you so much for joining us for our second episode, here with your hosts Vic Whaley and Marcus D.
1: And guys, we want to give a big thank you to everybody who checked out our very first episode. All of the feedback we got from it was fantastic. Thank you guys so much. And we want to give a big thank you to all of our patrons who helped make this possible now. Uh, Just give you guys a couple quick shout-outs, thank you so much to Caleb, John, Ray, Red, Ricky, and Sarah. We love you guys so much for helping support the channel.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much. So we thought it
1: would be a lot of fun to read some of the comments that you guys left for our very first episode. (laughs) Me me and Vic would kind of respond a little bit back to what you guys uh, commented on our first video. So uh, Jody Smith commented, what the hell is soyberging?"
0: Oh my goodness! How do you guys not know what Zoidberg is? It's a reference to a really popular cartoon from like some time ago called Futurama. There's a character called Zoidberg, and he would always run away, going "Whoop whoop 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 whoop." You sound and,
1: so old
0: saying this this
1: cartoon from so long ago. Oh my like, goodness! It's
0: on TV now. It is brilliant. I mean, I think they still run it on Comedy Central. Maybe. I and mean, I I almost cried when they stopped doing new episodes. It was a brilliant show. It was hilarious. It's done by some of the guys who did The Simpsons. It's just really, really smart really, really funny. But thank you so much for
1: asking that because it made Vic feel so old and I just could not stop laughing. Oh, my goodness. Whenever <laughs> I read that off to him. Um, Austin Lee asked, uh, or actually Austin Lee said, You guys should do a podcast where you revisit some of your older cases and perhaps even throw in some any
0: new evidence that you guys have. Actually, that's one of the things we did at the end of the first episode, but that's in our extended content, or content, and it's just for our Patreon, so sorry,
1: man. But I do love the idea of actually, in some of our later podcasts, kind of bringing up some of the stuff that we've gone over before. I think that actually does sound kind of fun.
0: Yeah, we actually went back and revisited uh, the Crawfordsville monster case from here in Indiana and kind of explored some new ideas on it. Uh, Matthew
1: Weese, I think that's how I said, I think I said that right said, now this video just gave me an idea, but first things first, great job guys, love the video. Thank you so much, Matthew. Uh, what about the idea of the belief in the urban myth is what most of these creatures survive on, and that's why they enter most populated environments. I really do believe that there is a need for interaction for them to us, and maybe the thinking or knowing they exist is what feeds and sustains their lives. Hence the exposure of flying cryptids or the fear that black-eyed kids and shadow people evoke. Just spit-baiting now, this would make for an interesting story. If they are shapeshifters of sort, like the perspective of their life told, hopefully someone tells me what they think of these thoughts so I don't feel like a crazy person.
0: No, and I think this is a great thing to bring up. Like they, So often in these cases, it seems like their goal is a level of human interaction or human reaction. And the idea that that somehow sustains them is a really neat idea. One theory that could possibly even back that up would be if most of these things are topas. Tulpas are thought forms made manifest, and that's just kind of the quick way of explaining it. But one of the things that sustains them is their ability to make other people believe that they're real. So and I think that's a really neat idea. Mm-hmm. Maximilian Rex Carpe Diem. That was an awesome name. Carpe Diem.
1: Carpe don't, Diem. It's Latin. Don't slaughter it. My bad. It's already dead lame, so you don't have to kill it further. <laughs> I just ran over <laughs> it with my literary truck. All right. He, they said, I swear you guys had the same conversation in the Black Eyed Kids video about shooting one of them. LOL. Uh, I believe that because I totally don't understand why more stories don't involve uh, people pulling out their guns to shoot these cryptids <laughs> or these weird entities. I don't know. But uh, what was it? Hashtag uh, don't tread on me, Black eye Kids.
0: Oh, my goodness. You're going to end up shooting a kid, man. <laughs> no, I am not.
1: I, I think I can tell the difference between a legit monster and just some kid running around the street trying to be a jerk. I
0: don't know. A lot of people who do have guns at their access when they confront a cryptid, they often say what keeps them from pulling the trigger is that they seem so human. I mean, you mainly get that in, like, Bigfoot cases, but I imagine that could be true about others. This also could just be a re- good reason why, uh... I should own a gun, probably. I just, yeah. I'm probably just not
1: responsible. I, with I it. don't. I don't trust you with one. I. I wouldn't trust me either if that's maybe my first reaction.
0: If and I'm all. Me. I'm all about people having the right to to bear arms, but I. I just would feel safer <laughs> if you personally don't. <laughs> uh, you're. You're probably
1: right. So we should. Uh, I think. We're. I think we should jump into our topic for today because today we're talking about beyond human. We're talking about. Supernatural humans, humans that have supernatural abilities.
0: So gather around, believers in the paranormal, and hear the tale of humans with abnormal abilities. Sorry guys, I'm a big Stan Lee fan, and he used to start all of his old comic books like that.
1: <laughs> it was kind of weird. Me me and Vic approached this in very different ways. I think we realized that when we came in for our planning session. Oh yeah.
0: I- when, when you brought this up, I'm like, oh, oh, I, I know what to start researching, researching. So I started just researching humans that have abnormal abilities, which is not the direction you went.
1: It is not. I researched more, like, government programs where they were harnessing people's superpowers and stuff like that. It kind of showed how we approach the paranormal very differently. So I'm
0: over here assembling the real-life Justice League, and you're over there <laughs> diving down the conspiracy hole theory. No,
1: I am investigating Catmas, <laughs> Like, you know, yeah, that's... That's how we approach this. I'm, you know, being worried about the government coming and rounding up all the people with supernatural abilities.
0: I'm forming my own team. They're going to be awesome.
1: I'm just not going to tell anybody if I have a supernatural power because that makes me more scared the government's going to come and black bag me,
0: and I'm going to become a superhero,
1: and I'm going to be some sort of government agent with a superpower.
0: I mean, both could be cool. Yeah. Okay, where do we want to jump in at? Uh, Let's, let's start with, man, I... One of the coolest things
1: that I love about studying the paranormal is I love studying, like, the government projects into looking into people with supernatural abilities. It's one of the the coolest things to delve into. I love watching movies like that. I love watching uh, shows about that kind of stuff.
0: So, quick question. Do you think there's actually, like, a government agency going around doing the Nick Fury thing? Like, if there's people out there with not only extra human abilities, but really useful extra human abilities... Trying to go out and secure them as assets and things like that. One
1: hundred percent. I one hundred percent believe that if the government
0: believed they could
1: benefit from humans with supernatural abilities, that they would that they would utilize them. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right to me. I mean, there's
1: even cases where the government has even come forward and said, "This is what we did with people with superhuman abilities." <laughs> like we used psychics to do X, Y, and Z.
0: Yeah, but do you think they're actually like going out and pulling like a Nick Fury symbol sort of situation or do you think they're just like hey, you're going to you're going to toe the line with us whether you like it or not?
1: Oh, it's probably more of a strong-arming thing. I mean, I, I think it depends, I think it depends on the government. I think it depends on on how on or on how they approach it. They'll probably approach it with any way I think maybe some people probably approach it with the idea of you're helping your country, you're helping um, keeping us safe from you know, our enemies. I 100 percent believe that. Like, uh, if you look at, like, say, like the Soviet Union's uh, investigation into psychic activities, going back all the way to, like, to the 1920s, I think is, is kind of where I started looking at the, for this podcast. They started a. Uh, it was a like this. Uh, it, was a, it was a University of Lening, uh, Leningrad, I think, is where it was started, and they started pulling in all of these psychics or people with these abilities, telling them, "You're helping Mother Russia. You're helping us fight." The evil West by, by doing this.
0: Yeah, I, I really bet they come at you way more honey than vinegar at first, you know, because they really want to secure that acid, and they want that asset to stick around for a while. But I bet you if you start turning them down, I bet you they start pouring on that vinegar real quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they probably, well, you know,
1: if you have these abilities, this could be a threat to us, and we just can't yeah. be, you know, leaving these threats around. And yeah, Link, wink, nudge nudge, <laughs> <laughs> or oh, probably more like wink wink, click click, like <laughs>
0: yeah, I, that's the that's a big part. If you're a valuable asset, I mean, they definitely want you, but even more than that, they're probably afraid of you falling into another group's hands. So first, they're probably gonna try to secure you, you know, the nice way, and then the not so nice way. Yeah,
1: and and I really like looking into those because when you when you really look into government-backed paranormal projects, that like the big bulk of them, you're gonna get. Like psychics or people with uh, like psychokinesis abilities, and, and and honestly, if if anybody who's ever looked into the material, they know that is some of my f- most favorite stuff to look at in the paranormal of any sort of subject, psychic phenomenon. Because I, you know, I really do believe that there are probably psychics that are out there. So yeah, I love yeah, me too. Yeah, so I, I love seeing these things, and and one of my favorite people to look at uh, in history was uh, Nina Kolognia. She's like the poster child for like Cold War Soviet. Psy research and stuff. Uh, she was this housewife that got recruited by, like, the, the KGB, like the Soviet government, to study psychokinesis because she found when she was a kid, she saw that her mother had these abilities to move objects with her mind and she wanted to see if she could do it too. And she found out when she was getting angry uh, that things would just fly away from her. So she practiced really hard trying to hone her skills. And by the time that she was in her 20s, 30s, maybe, I think, was about the time that she ends up in Leningrad uh, at this research facility. And there's tons of videos of her out there where she's doing stuff like moving glassware across the table, moving matches. I think at one point she, like, separates, like, the white uh, part of an egg and the, and the yolk of an egg separate, like, in a glass jar. It's really weird, cool stuff.
0: Yeah, but didn't it take like this huge toll on her? Wouldn't it like push her pulse up into like around 200? And often, like, her body would just be physically wrecked. And when you watch the videos of it, you can tell this is a lady in a certain degree of distress. And supposedly, like, afterwards, she would have lost weight. She'd go into this kind of trauma mode where she'd have to f- kind of fall back and recover.
1: Yeah, it even took her like two to four hours probably to even do some of the simplest feats. Uh, of psychokinesis. And
0: even, like, it it just looks like she is in pain yeah. when she is trying to do this stuff. And it's not like she's, like, lifting a car. She's literally, like, scooting around salt shakers, uh, moving matchsticks, and it looks like it's pretty... It takes a lot of energy for her to do it. And, and it's weird. And I,
1: and, I, and I watched the videos... And and anybody who knows about this, one of the first things they were try to throw out is, oh, she's doing with magnets. You can you use magnets to manipulate this. But Actually, that's about what I was going to ask if no, You thought that it was no, real footage or not? When I watch the footage, I'm telling you, it looks like the wood part of the matches is what's moving. Because if it's going to be a magnet, it's probably in the head of the match. I think because when I watch it, they look black. Yeah, uh, but it's I mean, it's black and white footage, but like something maybe that's where the the, ma- the the metallic part is that the that it's being pulled by, but. He, it looks like the wood part is moving. Is the part that's moving, which I don't think is where the where the metal is going to be. And also, you know, it's there's a, there's one where there's like a a ball that she's got bouncing around in the thing, and that doesn't look like that's going to be magnetized. That's just
0: it looks like it's just bouncing inside the the glass jar. And as far as psychic footage, I it is some of the more convincing stuff in my opinion. I I you can go on YouTube and see some psychic footage where you're like, "Wow, that is" I can see exactly how you're doing that. This could very easily be faked. And I'm not saying that this footage is not, is unfakeable. I mean, it, it probably could be done. But, I mean, it kind of has that thing where it strikes me a little bit true. It seems more realistic. But
1: one of the things that stuck out at me when you look at her story, the story of, uh, of Nina is the, is the very last footage of her trying to use her powers. It doesn't work. If this lady was really a fake her entire life she'd be she'd be a pro by this point of being able to to manipulate this and if she really was say like a shell for the for the Russian government of them trying to just lie to say that they have these psychics that are there they wouldn't let her fail like that in her last footage
0: yeah like I I actually didn't know about that I've watched footage of her but I haven't seen this last video before but this makes a lot of sense if it's that intensive on her body, well, she's going to deteriorate in her ability, particularly as she starts to get older. Where instead, a charlatan is going to learn better tricks as they go on. Mm-hmm. So I, that potentially adds some credibility to it. Absolutely,
1: and it wasn't even just her; like she wasn't even the only person that um, that they claimed that they had, that had these superpowers. It was so cool because I, I found some people that I had never heard of before um, that were around the same time. There was a guy named. Uh, Vladimir Dorovs, I think is how you say his name, and he was um, at the Institute, and one of the things that he had was this weird bond with his dog. I think his dog's name was Piki, P-I-K-K-I, I think I said that right. But anyway, what they found was he was able to give, uh, the dog was able to perform commands, like predetermined commands that they that they had told him to do, without him moving, without him saying anything to this dog. And they just couldn't find another way about how this dog was doing these feats they wanted him t- to do.
0: Did they do a lot of testing on him?
1: Yeah. The dog, he was already, now, in, in all fairness, the, the, him and this dog were in a circus together. And the dog was very well, and the dog was very well trained um, to, to be kind of a circus performer and perform tricks. But when they brought him in, one of the things that he would do, uh, like in circuses and stuff, was he would have whistles and he would blow whistles and do commands and the dog would do these tricks. But whenever they brought him in, he would even perform these tricks without doing these whistles or just standing there, whatever they whatever they wanted him to do. They just said, do do this particular trick. Huh. And then he would look at the dog and he would do it.
0: Like, did they ever get to test him in like laboratory settings?
1: Yeah, in Leningrad. But again, but the heart, and again, this is one of the biggest critiques of the Soviet Cold War Psyops era was a lot of their um, studies did not have good controls. That's one of the big, and I mean, I'll admit that they didn't have a whole lot of controls. So some of their stuff was difficult to replicate, but just some of the stuff that they said was
0: was, was weird. I know there's a lot of uh, theories going out there that it, the whole thing was basically a psyops play yeah. against the U.S. too.
1: Mm-hmm. Of them trying to uh, come up with some sort of way in order to get a hand up on, on
0: you know, the United States at the time. Going back a little bit, was Nina, was she the lady that would do the thing with the uh, frog heart trying to stop it? Yeah, that's
1: like one of her most uh, powerful, powerful feats that she ever did. It was It was March 10th. 1972 I want to say was when she did it yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that was that was when it was I could be wrong on the last day but she they brought her into a lab and they had this frog suspended in in and like a solution and they hooked the frog up to some electrodes and they had her sitting there and she was able to both speed up and slow the frog's heart rate and then at the very end of it she just stopped the frog's heart
0: and this was like a training for a psyops assassination program, right? Yeah, a lot of
1: people believe that that's what it's for. They were trying to do, it. and I hear mixed results. And I and 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 some people say that she attempted to do this on a person. Other people said that she claimed that she couldn't actually do this on a person. I've, I've heard both. I've heard both stories on that. But I, I I totally believe that they were probably trying to see if this could be utilized in some sort of a like a weapon, like a weaponized against a person.
0: And it's neat how, um, when you look at the U.S. programs and the Soviet programs of that era on how we were trying to utilize psychic powers, and the Soviets, for the most part, they seemed like they were generally trying to weaponize it where, um, the U.S. was mainly trying to use it for espionage and observation sort of things.
1: Yeah, well, I think it came a lot of, like, with how, with their approach to the theory about how it works, because the The Soviet Union research they they said or they were they had this belief that there was something called bio in like it's called bio Yeah, I said that right. Or uh, there was this energy that was given off by all living things and all well, living things. This is that field that yeah, they would say yeah. existed around everybody, yeah. right? And yeah, and that these and then these people could manipulate this field around people, and that could be utilized in some sort of way.
0: Yeah, because the the belief was that like she wasn't so much moving the salt shaker with her mind; it mm-hmm. was that she was using the field from around her to adjust the field around the salt shaker. Yes, and, and manipulate and move it, and manipulate it. And didn't they believe like um, like this was somehow attached to like so, uh, like solar um, solar flares and things like that mm-hmm. too? Yeah, and uh, she also I think
1: she said too that if uh, it, like bad weather would prevent her from being able to use some of her abilities.
0: It's kind of a really out there take on psychic ability. It is. It's 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 it's, it's different. And it just, it's just it's something that I'm not really used to hearing about. I, and I have heard about it in these sort of cases, but it just it strikes me as being very sort of odd.
1: Another guy that I really liked too that they had was a guy named uh, Konstantin Polontov. Man, some of these names are really hard to pronounce. Um, he was a really cool guy. He was a guy that they brought in, and he. Had the ability, he claimed that he could literally make somebody fall asleep. Like they brought him into a, they brought him into a large room of people. The person that was his target did not know that they were going to put him, to, that he was this, they were going to get put to sleep, and then he would do, he would literally just with energy make somebody immediately fall asleep. Um, and that was a really cool fasc, that was a really fascinating story that I found from that. I didn't find a whole lot more information on that guy. I just thought that was really cool because when you research, um, back into that, Nina is the one that always comes up so often i just wanted to kind of throw a few more of those people out there out there
0: okay i know you're really interested in uh spontaneous human combustion oh my gosh yes absolutely and one of the things i've always wondered about spontaneous human combustion do you think it's just like people who are pyrokinetic just out there walking around accidentally setting people on fire uh no uh i don't because i think it could actually have
1: something to do with this aura that people were talking about, because a lot of stuff that people don't know about Nina uh, was that sometimes whenever she would use some of her, uh, like, other abilities that weren't really known, like, one of the things she could do was they would have, like, photographic paper, and she could stare at something, and then at the paper, it then create an outline on that paper. But when she would do this and manipulate this, oftentimes she would start uh, getting burns on her hands, and in one instance, like, her actual, like, clothes caught on fire when she did this. Oh God.
0: I I know like from some of her interviews she would talk about um how she'd get this hot energy coming up from the base mm-hmm. of her spine, moving up her body while she's trying to control her psychic abilities and result like kind of coalescing around her head, giving her like really intense headaches, really intense pains. It kind of shut her down for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: Um and a lot of people think when like when you when you talk about like say spontaneous human combustion that the body just just explodes. But actually people from like say like like Eastern philosophies that believe in chi, like the internal body mm-hmm. energy, believe that what actually ends up happening is you end up getting a, like a chi a, a imbalance or your energy like goes out of whack or whatever. And this is what causes that combustion. You have a destabilization creating too much Yang energy. Yeah. And so, it is, so maybe what's happening is if you're tapping into that energy field around you in a way that you don't know what you're doing or it's too much because you're exerting too much, that's what causes this combustion to happen. I know it's just a weird thought. We brought it up talking about spontaneous combustion, and I actually was almost forgot about that story about Nina because it's something that not a lot of people talk about.
0: Sorry, I, I just, I just got stuck in this realm every time I hear people talking about like chi balances and yang chi. I keep thinking about this um, Chinese mental disorder. That um it just pretty much occurs there because that's the main place where the uh the belief in this is where uh people go through their whole life as shut ins and never masturbate and things like that because they're afraid that it will it'll will deplete their yang energy and shorten their life. Uh, <laughs> I saw a documentary on it and it's just stuck with me. It's just the weirdest thing. I wish I knew what it was called <laughs> off the top of my head so I could share it with you guys. But like I, I just went to that in my head. <laughs> I I really hope that nobody
1: out there gets a chi uh, imbalance <laughs> and it causes them to spontaneously human combust. So oh, no, do so do whatever you have to do to keep yourself from spontaneously human combusting. Whatever that's whatever that's going to take.
0: Dear God. Okay. Mm. If you could have any of like the standard PK range of psychic powers, like you yourself, mm. what would you want? It does invisibility count. No, invisibility is... I, I do not believe invisibility is in that that a range of psychic powers. Um, What would I want? I would want... I want the ability to,
1: to move objects. I would love the ability to like just be able to move objects from one place or another. Because I really hate getting off the couch. <laughs> and if I can just go... just wah, 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 And a freaking beer flies into my hand. I would be a much happier person. I'd be a much fatter person. But I would be a much happier person. So
0: you want telekinesis for the purposes of laziness?
1: Yes, just so that it would make my life easier, (laughs) and then I could just do party tricks, just like just flick my finger or snap my fingers, and the uh, the top of the beer flies off, the beer cap falls off.
0: What about you? I think I'd want something along the lines of maybe telepathy or remote viewing. Mm -hmm. I feel like. I feel like that's sort of extra information. It would, give, it would give me a nice edge in day to day life. <laughs> yeah,
1: and for those of you that don't know what remote viewing is, like if you if you've never seen the movie like Men Who Stare at Goats, it's you in some way, shape, or form going to some sort of meditative state, and this allows you to see places like further away than where you're at, like other rooms or other lands. It's a really cool but It's a really cool phenomenon that has been studied by governments. For a long time, uh,
0: the the U.S. government specifically has put a lot of money into remote viewing programs. Absolutely, like that's
1: like the whole time, like in the in the sixties and 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 seventies and eighties, like the Russian government's like trying to figure out ways to like develop these like psychokinetic abilities or whatever, and like the U.S. government's trying to use remote viewing as ways of trying to spy on other places, uh, like all through like say like Project Stargate that they did yeah. in, that they did in the nineteen seventies, which is a real which is a really cool st- uh, study.
0: Who did that get shut down under? That
1: got shut down, 1995. I want to say I think that is Clinton.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that that might have been Clinton because there were like hearings on that and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, because I mean they were. I think a lot of it was they were spending a lot of money at the time, and you know, so Project Stargate gets its start. I want to say in the 1970s, maybe maybe the 1960s, when the when the U.S. government's really trying to see if remote viewing can be used in a way to uh, help the U.S. government. Um, like just in some sort of like application in some sort of way and all throughout its history, there's inconsistencies and, and how effective it actually worked. Um, one of my favorites, one of the, one of the only stories that I can really think of off the top of my head, um, that these, that it was any sort of help was it was 1972. There was a Russian bomber, it was a TU-22 Russian bomber that crashed in like central Africa somewhere and the United States government wanted to get their hands on it and they ended up utilizing uh, remote viewers to try to find it. They, and the re- remote viewer's name was Rosemary Smith, I want to say was the name, Uh and she was able to locate where it was and they sent somebody out and it was there. Like she went to the trance and just gave these coordinates and they went out and it was there. Yeah, there's some pretty amazing stuff that can be done with remote viewing. Yeah, But other than that, after about that, they just, a lot of people that just came forward that just didn't believe in the phenomenon or whatever, just wanted to want to shut it down because we spent millions uh throughout the course of years on this.
0: Okay. When it comes to some of these psychic programs, one of the things that's always really surprised me is that when they start doing tests on psychics, often the people who believe they're psychic and are already trying to do something they believe they can do score worse. <laughs> Then the people that they just kind of grab from the street, yeah. who believe they, the people who believe it's possible, yeah, but they don't believe they know how to do yeah, it. Yeah, they
1: did that. Uh, two thousand It was 2007. The United Kingdom comes forward with a test to try to use remote viewers to combat the war on terror. They're going to use remote viewers to see if they can find weapons of mass destruction. And they set up a test with people that claim they were remote viewers. And they had a control group of people that they just pulled in from the street. And the people that they pulled in from the street scored
0: better in their tests. Uh, that they set up than the people who are remote viewers. And I know like some of the government programs too, when they've been interviewing some of the people who conducted the tests, they generally said the same thing, that a lot of the time the people who were just going through the directions on how to do it just simply scored better than the people who believed they already could do it. Now, I'm not a
1: shill for the government and I'm going to say that I believe everything they say because keep in mind, if you're a government and you have people that can legit remote view and see things thousands of miles away that can let you see... Terrorist cells, weapons of mass destruction, or you know, inside enemy compounds, you're not going to tell people you have these people.
0: At the actually, do you know what I think the ramification of this is? Hmm? That this is something that everyone can do.
1: Oh, that ain't like if you're like if you're trying to it
0: like or that, like basically if you're someone who comes into it with an open mind and given correct directions, that's something that the average person can do and perfect on their own. That you don't have to be mm. uh, born special to do it. It's just something that. Ewan can pick up it would in 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 effect it would be not a talent you have to be born with but a skill that one could perfect i think if that was true i think that and i but i do think that it's true um
1: i think that the maybe the the scores on that the uk test in the 2007 would have come out differently
0: well, no, that, that's what they got, because the people that they brought in off the street who were just people coming into it with an open mind, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why they scored better, because they weren't already trying to do something they believed they could do. Oh, oh yeah. Because okay. the thing is, think about it like this. Someone coming in who um, already believes himself to be psychic, they're going to come in with a lot of preconceived notions already. Mm-hmm. So they're already going to be trying to do things. They're probably going to be, to a certain extent, ignoring the directions that mm-hmm. they're being asked to do instead of going through the proper steps. That's why I'm thinking maybe this is just saying that the average person can act, can access. Do you know there's like like classes you can go to on learn how to be a remote viewer? That's awesome. Where <laughs> are they at? Did you really not know I that? I didn't know that. No, that's totally a thing. They're um I, most of them are kind of located out around California and there's clubs that you can join where one person will go out and set up um, an object and then give everyone in the club the coordinates and then they'll mm-hmm. see who can who can remote view it the fastest and things like that. And a lot of those things go on online. i I've, I've never been to one of these schools. I've not I don't do remote viewing, but I always thought that that was kind of a real neat thing that I, there's this whole community out there around it.
1: Um I, I think one of the coolest things about remote viewing that I like was that Everybody does remote viewing differently. Everybody mm-hmm. goes in this meditative trance or or state differently. Like certain people listen to music, or certain people just meditate naturally. Um, one of the uh, one of the things that most people don't know about the, uh, Project Stargate uh, and the U.S. government was they never replaced people in the program. They just kept people from version from the program, so it just gradually just dwindled down. So it was just a couple people. One of the last people that they had in the program. One of the ways that he actually uh, did remote viewing was with tarot cards. I mean, whatever tool. Yeah, you need, I mean, I whatever, whatever works.
0: I mean, that's that's one of the cool things about it is that it's different for everybody. I don't know why, but, like, when I hear about remote viewing, I think it's real interesting. And when I hear about channeling, I just imagine <laughs> someone in a YouTube video making weird noises while their kid runs around the background wrecking up their apartment. I mean, I don't I don't know why, but I give a, I give way more credence to like remote viewing than I do channeling. I think it's just because you don't like loud noises. <laughs> I do not like loud noises. No, because <laughs> I think that's what the, the
1: people have to do is they they start channeling and they start doing these weird like ah uh, like stuff, <laughs> and it, I'm like I can't I can't do this.
0: The weird thing is like I don't even discount all channeling is being made of. I believe that some of it likely could be true, or at least it's not outside the realm of something that could possibly be out there, but. It it just leaves such a weird taste in my mouth. It's because I always go back to some of the worst channeling videos I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. We've seen some that are pretty weird. Oh, like I I just recently watched one. We were working on um, the Valiant Thor video for our uh, patrons. And I watched a video where they're channeling uh, Valiant Thor. And I'm like, this is is just nuts. This is nuts. I remember when I did
1: the Thoris Society video for our channel. And I watched a guy, he channeled uh, a Thoris, who was this alien, and he did it by putting a blindfold over his eyes
0: and humming. Essentially, know, that makes sense to me. Uh, that makes a degree of sense. I don't know why I have this big double standard when it comes to channeling compared to other psychic phenomena, but I take like, a much bigger bite of that salt block right before, mm-hmm. right before I talk
1: about channeling. Yeah. Um, but going back a little bit, when you were talking about having to train... To do these, to to do these, to do some of these abilities, having to take it in the way. I think that that has to be true because I think when you're dealing with any sort of psychic phenomenon, this sort of extrasensory sort of ability, you'd have to train almost to be able to handle that. I mean, I've always felt that when, like, when you're thinking about real psychic phenomena, whether or not if you're picking up emotions from people or reading minds or being able to see things from other ways, the the amount of information that you'd have to process or the kind of information you'd have to
0: process might be pretty terrifying. Well, I guess it depends on how much can they shut out. Like, if if I was, say, a telekinetic, or not telekinetic, um, to or telepathic, and I'm just walking around picking up everything that everyone's thinking all the time, I'm going to lose my mind. I, there's no way that you could be doing that and be functional. But if it's something that you can kind of lean into and lean out of, even if you can't totally turn it off I, I think someone could someone could probably handle that yeah, I mean they they just have to because I, I think about how hard it is for
1: us to just handle our own inner demons and our own internal dark thoughts and just the ability of having to deal with other peoples or other places like like those those dark emotions those dark thoughts those dark feelings I think that would just that would just overwhelm just the average person that's why I'm always so skeptical or so resistant
0: to, to believe somebody who tells me that they have some sort of psychic ability. I think you'd have to learn how to put up those mental blocks to survive. Oh, man. Imagine being a channeler without being able to turn it off. Oh, man. Like there's just other people just constantly jumping into your body. That that Either that or pyrokinetic I think would be the two worst ones you wouldn't be able to turn off.
1: Yeah, I, I think that would probably end up with probably government intervention really
0: quick. Uh, I, I would imagine, or state intervention <laughs> or really, like a mental health facility or it, something. It, you you would just have to. But yeah, I, for many of these people to be functional people, I, I would have to assume there's a degree of being able to shut them off. Do you put like people who can do like some of the really amazing energy working stuff um, like in this sort of category? Like what? Oh, like being able to um, affect people's auras or see auras. Um, it, it's it's kind of like I, this one video. I don't remember what it was on. It was on one of the shows where the guy's like, uh, I'm very skeptical. Of this. I don't believe you can do this. And then she starts messing with his aura. And he's like, I, I do feel kind of funny, but I don't think anything's going on. But then on the uh, infrared camera, like you can see his body. He kind of moving and stretching and stuff like oh. that. Like... Do I believe that or do I put that in the same do I put that in the
1: same category as like psychics and stuff?
0: However you want to take it. I would put that in the
1: same category. I think it's psychic phenomenon. I think I would put that in the same category. Do I believe it? I think so. I think there are people out there that uh I think are very, very good at reading emotions and being able to read rooms. And I think I've seen people that have very superhuman abilities to being able to read motions and affect emotions in people and to read rooms. And I think to a supernatural level, I think that would be the next logical step.
0: What about something like Reiki? Are you familiar with Reiki? Reiki. Yeah, Reiki. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's, it's this, like, you can sometimes even get, like, your doctors to, like, pay for you to go to, to Reiki practitioners because it's so effective where people kind of run their hands over you and kind of focus your energy and it makes you feel better. He's giving me the world's most skeptical look, but I'm not keen. This is—I I assumed you knew about this, but this is like a big thing. Like you can get your insurance to pay for it. For I this am sort of not thing. paying somebody to rub their hands, like hover over <laughs> me, and then to go say, "Okay, you're healed." I mean, I, it, I take my healthcare seriously, so I'm just like, uh-uh. I'm just—I've never been to a Reiki practitioner. As far as I know, it's all bunk. But I'm just saying, there are a lot of people who say that this is something that actually works. I—I I believe
1: in the power of belief that if you believe you are getting better you are getting better. So you think it's all psychosomatic? I think I think there is an element to that because I have seen similar studies when it comes to prayer healing. I have seen effects where people who uh, who have had people that have come in that have done prayer healings over people genuinely recover faster and get better because because of it. I mean there's no real medical explanation as to why they're getting better.
0: I mean, yeah, there's a lot of famous studies where they test um, the sort of thing on prayer healing. But uh, going back to like Reiki, it, it works off many of the same um, ideologies that, uh, oh God, what's it called? Uh, where they stick the needle in you. Oh, acupuncture. Yeah, like that acupuncture runs off of. That you're uh, you're using your energy to kind of clear away blocks in your energy to help improve things like blood flow and things like that. Well, again,
1: it's it's probably goes, to, it goes back to what do you believe works? I mean, it's what we talked about in our very first episode when it came to shadow people. Or, or cleansing areas, and you have Catholic priest, Buddhist monk, and you know, uh, you know, African shaman that's doing three very different things, and it seems to work. What's the only commonality? They believe what they're going to do is going to work. I don't know. I think there's some physiological ties to this one. No, because you can have a physiological change, I believe, if you believe what you're doing is going to work, because there's some strong belief in that, I think.
0: I mean, like, I think this actually like physiologically works beyond belief. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I mean, I think either way we're okay. I think either way it's good
0: because people are probably getting better because of it. You probably don't even believe Mr. Miyagi can warm up his hand and make you feel better. Uh, No, because he's an actor. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. Great actor. He is a great actor.
1: I wasn't trying to shatter the illusion of that, but like, he actually doesn't know (laughs) martial arts in real life. He just no way. He just took a couple classes. (laughs) Um, So, do you want to get into like uh, some of our next thing that we're going to talk about? Like to turn oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So one of the things I had to say that uh you know because you can't I don't always believe every single person whenever they come forward they tell me that they have some sort of supernatural ability. So one of the cool things that I got to watch was I got to watch a lot of videos by this guy named James Randy. Have you ever heard of this guy? Yeah. So James Randy he had this long running show and he had this long running claim. James Randy was uh, a famous magician, escape artist, and what he did was he had a show where he claimed that he would give you $10,000 if you could come onto a show and perform some sort of supernatural ability, whether it's psychic phenomenon, telekinesis, or reading, what have you. Uh, He just had to have a few control elements. And I thought this was really cool. And he ran this show for years to the point where it went from $10,000 as the prize to $100,000 as the prize, up to a million dollars by the time that he retired. And nobody ever claimed it. Not one person. We have an entire world of people who, who claim that they have supernatural abilities and all the stuff that we've talked about before. And not one person came forward and collected
0: his money. I don't know, man. Um, there's a lot of theories out there that paranormal phenomena just doesn't work in a scientific fashion. It just often doesn't pop up when you're trying to do a control. But I guess these are people nope. who are at least showing up believing they can do it. Now,
1: to be fair, that does sound a little bit like the Invisible Boy from uh, Mystery Man who goes, I can only go
0: invisible, but only if nobody's watching. Didn't he act, wait? Didn't he actually eventually prove that he could go invisible? Yeah, because nobody was watching.
1: Like I know that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I brought that up. Like it was, but it was so. It's but it's so cool because he debunked a lot. He debunked a lot of people, and he he did a lot of good work. No, he did. He did. He debunked a lot of. Uh, he debunked. was like the famous Magnet Man. There was a guy. This famous spoon bender on the Johnny. Uh, I think it was the Johnny Carson show that came on. That he showed that if he, as long as you don't let him touch. The spoons ahead of time that he just couldn't do it, and the guy gave up on stage. He debunked guys that claimed they could read auras, psychics that come up, and he would explain cold readings
0: to everybody. Now, truthfully, he's the type of skeptic I like. He's, yeah, he's out there. He's giving people a legitimate shot, and he's not just out there saying everything's owls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i cannot stand that guy who just says oh
1: it, it everything's yeah else. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah nobody you know can't be sort of monster you, you just saw now yeah uh, but um, but it was but it was cool because i get that thrown at me a lot when i talk to people about james Randy so i wanted him to bring it up on this particular episode of the podcast but um i was uh, i was watching uh something funny he, and he was so funny because he was talking about Something about psychics, like people that could claim they could talk to the dead and talk to your past ancestors. And one of the things he brought up was, he said, "You realize that whenever somebody talks, claims they talk to your dead relatives, that nobody ever's from hell." <laughs> like, like every time they pull up your your uncle, your like your uncle Timmy, that he never goes, "Well, it's kind of warm down here, and I could use a glass of water
0: down here." Like, like mean, a lot of people who do, particularly the more dramatic stuff, they're just doing cold reading mm-hmm. and. For those of you guys who don't know what cold reading is, think about that old John Stewart show that was on, where he would ask very general questions to a large amount of people. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a J,
1: maybe a, a John. Is there a John in the audience? Is there a, is there a
0: John out here? Maybe an S Smith. Does anybody know a John Smith in their life? Or, like, I think they use this example on maybe South Park. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, does November mean something special to you? Because November could be his birthday. It could be the day the person died. It could be just Thanksgiving was an important holiday for you. Just using very general questions to, you know, weed out who's going to respond.
1: Yeah. But but it was because, but it was, so I go on, I go on his, um, I go on to his, uh, his website, because he claimed that, like you know, if there were really people with supernatural abilities, there'd be people lined up out the door to prove this. But then when I went on his website, his website actually says under his things that they get people all the time coming to their facility, and they just refuse to see them. Why would they advertise that? I know that's so weird. <laughs> he says it all the time. He go, well, nobody came forward and nobody claimed it, and all this. But actually, on his website, he says that they have had people show up with with claims that they had abilities that they couldn't test and other people they just turned away and and they, and they and they've actually now stopped offering the million dollar reward unless you're a psychic people that they can easily uh I guess critique or or test but they they stopped this test
0: I don't know. It, it, I don't know what's weirder—the fact that they were turning people away, or the fact that they were advertising that on the website that they were doing that—and mm-hmm. it just seems very odd to me for them to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's just one that makes me think that I think that there there would be pe- there are people out there that have abilities, and maybe just for he himself. He's only going to test people that he knows that he can debunk, that he knows how to debunk, because he's always saying, "Oh, people with these supernatural abilities are just trying to take advantage of these people."
0: Well, oh, and he has a he has a stake in in it as well, because yeah. like, say, if someone comes forward that he can't debunk, his ride's effectively over. His ride only works as long as he can yeah. continue to disprove and, them. Yeah, and he's making money off of disproving, yeah. off of disproving people. Yeah, although I like him, I. He's probably not the most objective person in the world, or at least there's definitely conditions out there to kind of that would kind of lean his hand to being less objective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you, if you do watch his, uh, some of his stuff, he does
1: have some actually pretty cool people claiming he yeah. have some cool abilities that are cool to watch. Okay, so um, but I guess with that there are but so that we do think there probably are some people out there that actually have some cool like legit abilities like nowadays. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, there definitely definitely are. Um, when I was doing my research for this, I heard about all sorts of odd abilities that people just naturally possess and this is less in the realm of people possessing just outside human abilities and more of having natural human abilities to inhuman levels and I, you want to talk about some of them for a little bit yeah yeah, yeah let's do that i'll Okay. Like, who jumps out of you first okay the first one that i'd love to talk about is dean carnassus oh my freaking god this guy is the world's most insane endurance runner he can. He did fifty marathons in fifty states in fifty days. <laughs> My God! Just think about that. That that would be so intense. At one point, he does uh, three hundred and fifty miles in eighty hours, nonstop, nonstop. Th- think <laughs> think about think about that. That is a unhuman or inhuman level of endurance right there. Like in
1: and there's. Wasn't there, like, videos of people, like, driving up next to him, like, just giving him oh, yeah, food, yeah. like,
0: like, rolling up pizzas and just handing him, and he's, just, yeah, he's just, just eating it as he's going? <laughs> One of the conclusions that they came to was due to the way his muscles work, he can just basically keep going. As long as he gets, he, the only limit to his ability to run is the fact he's going to eventually need to sleep. And that's just going to be the point where any of us would need to sleep. <laughs> like he just has to stop because he's too tired. Yeah, not because his muscles, just because his brain needs to rest. And think about that running for eighty hours straight. That's over three days. That's <laughs> over three days of just not stop running. I'm still on the mile from high school because I only <laughs> made three laps around the track. This guy's muscles re- or receive damage differently than normal muscles do, and they repair themselves very quickly. So he can just keep going, keep going, and there's no real wear down. see as long as he's eating calories, and when, like what you're saying about like uh, when they're dropping off food to him, they just like pull up next to him and hand him a rolled up pizza like it's a burrito, a whole pizza, and he'll just down it because he needs that many calories to keep running. Oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine his food budget in order to like just to keep him going. Oh yeah, it would have to be intense because think about how many calories you're using up during that time. Like okay. even like like waiters like Terry Crews to maintain his muscles has to eat a lot of extra calories. This guy's calorie intake would have to be way more than that. All right, if I ever
1: run for president, my 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 energy plan is to just create a giant hamster wheel, and that guy
0: runs on it, just constantly just turning a turbine because he'll never get tired. And he's not he's not slow either. He can run at like seven to ten miles an hour just. At an indefinite speed. I got tired of you just saying that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, guy's, the guy's pretty darn amazing. If if you were going to give him a superhero name, what would it be? Mr. Never Gets Tired. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Mr. Endurance. Mr. Endurance. <laughs> Mr. Stamina. I'll tell you this. I personally, I don't think I would want this superpower. Because <laughs> it sounds like I'm just going to be doing a lot of running. Call him, o- call him Overtime. <laughs> Do they, I just don't want to spend that much time running. It just doesn't I, sound I, like uh, does
1: sound like much fun. What's your ability? I just run.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he sounds like the guy from Forrest Gump. Like what? Like why are you doing this? I just like running. Like another neat guy is Steven Wincsher. I think I'm saying that name right. I'm going to be screwing up some of them here and there. He has a superhuman visual memory where he will often take helicopter tours over cities like New York, like in a two-hour tour just seeing the town, then sit down and start drawing it. Things like 50-foot-long dioramas from memory after a two-hour helicopter tour of the city with near-perfect detail. And, I mean, he's drawing the windows on the building sort of stuff. Could you imagine committing a crime in
1: front of that guy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, he would make like the perfect witness for
1: like cops or whatever, but like, not only did he do it, uh, he was wearing a tie with a little chocolate stain, on Honor, and at the same time, he was also wearing some pants, too, that had some dirt on the bottom, on the right side specifically. He can
0: also draw things photorealistic. So like he can, he can recall what someone looked like so detailed that he can just go recreate the drawing and it looks like a photo. Oh, wow. Also, he's a knight. How did oh? How did he get that? How did he get it, a knight? I just from his sheer talent. I can't remember the order that he was like brought into, but England knighted him for it. I I knighted the sir. Probably gonna snitch a lot, <laughs> like. But he mainly travels from town to town doing these amazing art installations and stuff like that. Well, that's cool. Like I know he's done London. He's done New York. He did I believe San Francisco. He's done a few others, and just just imagine being able to take in that much detail from a two-hour plane tour. And then draw a 50 foot long diorama of it that's photorealistic. Could you imagine how much that must suck to never be able to forget something, though? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I've, I've heard of people who have uh, issues with memory like that where they just hold on to stuff forever and they can't let it drop. Like,
1: um, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of times we think a lot about the positive stuff when this could be, but imagine never being able to forget like intricate details of something
0: that bad happening. Oh yeah. Like, or yeah. seeing
1: some kind of horror, like you never forget that.
0: Oh yeah, that that would that would probably be the double edge side of it. I don't know if he gets that side. I think his is mainly attached to visual memory, uh-huh. not so much event based memory, but still you can see something traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um No, I, I am kinda of curious right now if that's something that he personally struggles with or not. Mm-hmm. Would you want this power? No. Nah, not, I'm not sure if I would or would no, either. No, no. Uh, one one guy that I want to bring up,
1: uh, a guy that I that I really like, that I've watched since I was a kid, a guy named Wim Hof. Yeah. Uh, he's a, known as the Iceman. He's oh this, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that can survive in near like frigid temperatures, wearing like absolutely nothing. He never gets frostbite. He's never gotten hypothermia. Like I watched him like on videos where he'll just sit submerged in just buckets of ice, and like other people surround that try to take the challenge with him, too, are out in minutes, and he's just hanging out, just being like, sup. Doesn't he use that Buddhist breathing
0: technique? Yeah. Like, he's got to help
1: him sustain his uh, body temperature? Yeah, there's just videos of him just running
0: through just tundra, just with nothing but just shoes and just a speedo. And he's fine. The weird thing is, I didn't know about this guy until you brought him up to me. Mm -hmm. But I actually did know about this breathing technique because there was a test a long time ago where they brought a group of um, Buddhists who knew this training. And they put them in a cold room. And they put uh, wet towels on them, and they told them to now begin to do the thing while uh, they lowered the temperature. And after they originally they started off shivering, then they kind of stopped shivering. And then next thing you know, they're sitting there chatting. There's steam coming off the, of the wet towels oh and stuff gosh, like that. That's crazy. That they were actually able to raise the temperature high enough that the um, the wh- whatever device they used to make the room cold could not keep up with the amount of heat that they were giving off. Like that, I I don't know how one comes up with a technique like that. That's pretty darn cool.
1: <laughs> I think you de- I think you develop that technique when you are very poor and you need to figure out some way to keep yourself warm.
0: Okay, this next guy has a power that I would I think is just absolutely amazing, and I know I'm gonna say his pronounce name that wrong. name. Pronounce that name on there. I think it's Iswa Umachi. There is no a, Iswa. Yeah, I think it's or I Iswa Iswa. ISO. Okay, I Uh, I do not speak Japanese, guys. I'm really sorry. we are sorry. But this guy is freaking amazing. I'm not not even going to beat around the bush. This guy cuts bullets with a katana. Like, from sheathed. (laughs) One of his most amazing uh, traits, and they don't really actually understand how this guy does it, is he does the um, style where it's about uh, a quick draw from the hip. From a sheathed sword, they fired a uh, BB, a little tiny BB, uh, moving at 350 miles per hour. And he cut that tiny BB in two with a freaking katana. I remember watching a documentary where these
1: guys were trying to test like how strong swords were and yeah, they were and fire. No, it wasn't that. And they oh, were doing on they, that show. No, I'm not talking about that. Where they were they they put a sword up and they shot a bullet at it, and all these guys ran around behind, like, this giant bulletproof glass and were, like, huddled back there for
0: when the bullet was about to go off. And this guy just stands in front of bullets yeah. and just counts them <laughs> in half. He's like, whatever. Like, the thing is, they don't understand how he can even perceive the object moving that fast, let alone reach his hand around, dra- or grab the sword, draw it, then line up the blade and cut it. It's just this inhuman level of reaction that he has. Uh, this guy would do great in baseball I think he would too
1: I think he'd have to watch the the finger the trigger finger of the person I think that if I had to if I had to guess even how it probably works he probably watches it and can react based off of that I'm not saying that's that, that, easy that, that might be part of it but even watching for the trigger yeah I'm I, not that's I'm not saying that's insane. Easy. Yeah, I'm not saying that's easy I'm just saying that that's probably how he does
0: it and, and think about it like this this isn't even just him cutting the bullet this is him. Doing it from the sword being sheathed. <laughs> think about the reaction time you'd have to have. And even beyond the reaction time, just being able to move your body that quick and being able to line up a shot like just parallel where it cuts a tiny BB. Those things are small. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. The guy. Now, that's a power that I think would be neat because there's not as many downsides to that. Oh, nah, right? yeah, unless you miss. I know, <laughs> and I'm not going to go run around. Uh, actually, I don't know what I'd do with this power.
1: Have you ever the term the term practice practice makes perfect? I'm like, no, failure makes you dead. Like
0: this, <laughs> like how do you how do you warm up to that? Like, like I almost wonder is, is this practice because they haven't been able to identify like a biological trait that makes him do this. Mm. Like, is this just him being? He is a very passionate swordsman. He's broken tons of Guinness World Records. Um, he, I wonder if he's just that amazing with a sword and that well trained and that there's probably a degree of natural talent to it as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't want to get in a sword fight with him. I would not either. <laughs> um, the last one that I prepared for was uh, Victoria's Victoria Sider, and she has super sight. She can see things like just way beyond the standard person sort of omens. Give me sight beyond sight. <laughs> like she
1: has a built internal sort of omens ability. <laughs> and you say I make old references.
0: I, what? That's a Thundercats reference.
1: That's fine. I don't. For the people who got that, you're awesome. For sure. the people
0: who don't, what? Learn your history. Okay. But it is a spot-on Thundercats reference, and I do personally appreciate it. <laughs> but okay. You know how, like, most people, the best they can get is about 2020 vision? They say her vision is 22. That doesn't make sense. No. Normally, the first number is the Lord one because you have uh, bad vision. Uh-huh. They have to invert it around for her. She can recognize... Someone, by their facial features, a mile away from her. It's almost like she has built-in binocular vision. They can't, they haven't, they're still working on understanding why this works. And in all honesty, part of the problem, I think, is that she she has her own career totally not connected to this. She has, like, a passion for becoming a dentist. <laughs> like, totally unrelated to her superpower. She goes, She goes, did, you, did you floss? Of course I flossed. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> My superhuman sight tells me otherwise, little Jimmy.
0: <laughs> but I, one of the things we do know is that women are way more likely to have, like, these very advanced sort of eyes where they can, I think it's either, an, I think it's an extra rod some women can possess. And they believe that some women can actually, in their time, like, a small percent of less than a, per, a percent of people would have this. Um where they can even detect some minute colors the rest of us can't see. Which I think is a really interesting idea. Um, but th- just think about that. Being able to recognize things like facial features from a full mile away. Like being able to read detail like that. And she can also write super tiny. Not the most amazing superpower. But she can compress right into where she can uh, handwrite 10 pages of typed information on one page. Can you imagine being a parent having that ability? Like if, you're, or, <laughs> like, if
1: you're a kid, like, if you had a parent that, like, if your parent had that ability, your mom could see you from a mile away watching what you're doing. Oh. Like, a, like you're acting up, and all of a sudden you get a text message, and your mom's just like,
0: I can see you. And you're just like, where's she at?
1: She's everywhere.
0: Truthfully, out of all, this, all the superpowers we've talked about on this part, I that's probably the most useful one. Just being able to spot things like that and be able to see things in incredible detail. How, how often do you think she's heard the joke? Did you see that coming? I'm wondering if this actually helps out with her dentistry. I, that's what I'm saying. I
1: just said that like 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 kids are lying to her, the same they floss. And she can like I can see between your teeth,
0: kid. I know you're lying. She doesn't even need that mirror thing. Mm-hmm. She just kind of looks around. She just looks. Just looks in it. So open your mouth. Twelve cavities. <laughs> just walk just walks away. God, that's tell. a high number. I just. That's a high number. I just throw out there. <laughs> you Dude. just gave that kid a bad day. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh. So. Superpower. you could have one what would you want i would want
1: the ability to turn invisible and then what i would do is i would find a mime and then beat him up (laughs) because he would get so much money because
0: people would believe he is really talented i think i would want magic magic yeah i'm going to do the cop-out answer and pull dr strange i just just want i just want a bunch of powers.
1: No, that's how you get burned at the stake. That's how I end up in Vegas. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like me with some other like duo person.
0: You know, I'm kind of surprised that didn't come up during this video. I was talking about like people who uh, claim to have magical powers. I thought we were talking about real stuff. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's
1: because uh, that's that's a hard one. That 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 record that probably takes like its own podcast in general doing
0: that. It probably would. It's one of those things where you don't hear about it as much. Like you hear about people who possess abnormal abilities. Like there's a lot of ones we didn't bring up. Like a lot of people know about. The magnetic guy, he's not actually magnetic, but he, he can make metal kind of stick to him because he has a, a suction to his skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, people know about that. People know about that there's these um, government psychic programs and things like that. But you don't really ever hear me talking about, like, people who supposedly possess magical power. Well, I think for a
1: lot of people, I think there's a religious element to, to that. And I think it makes it private for a lot of people that they don't yeah. want to walk around talking about it. I also think there's kind of a stigma that goes around in a lot of places, too, with it, too, that probably makes some people uneasy.
0: Yeah, just something that popped in my head where yeah. I'm like,
1: huh, I wonder why this, we didn't bring this up. We'll probably, well, I mean, we'll have to talk about this in its own podcast, absolutely, properly, absolutely, for sure, because that's going to get deep real quick. Oh, yeah. That's,
0: well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for the free segment of our show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked about a lot today, and this has been a lot of fun. Um, But for now, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. And if you don't want this segment to end just yet, you can join us for some grade A pillow talk today. Just go over to our Patreon, sign up, and just... We we get into some of the weird stuff, some of the crazier stuff. We even sometimes revisit old things that we've talked about and try to put a fresh new spin on it. So I really hope you guys check it out and get the full episode starting today. And today we're going to talk about Camp Hero, and that's a super cool story, isn't it, Vic? It is a great story. It's so great... It was the inspiration for Stranger Things. Yeah, I didn't know that going and Looking at uh, the story of Camp Hero, and if you guys have never heard it before,
1: the real quick gist of it is: is in 1942, the U.S. government created a a radio tower in Montauk, New York, out there. Okay, it was a great location for it, and they set up this big radio tower with these guns, and it's supposed to be like this lookout area for the entire East Coast. And it
0: wasn't just a regular gun. That that's a big gun. Yeah, yeah. they were
1: big guns. They were protecting. They were they were they were fierce. They were not kidding around. And so the, the radio part of it wasn't actually built. It wasn't even finished until about the 1960s. That's one of the weird parts of the story. But anyway, um, beside that. So the legend goes is that shortly after the end of World War II, the U.S. government recruits uh, ex-Nazi scientists into their government, into our government in order to start doing weird bizarre research projects on Earth.